a Titan MRI, and they'll even have your scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI, or call them at 672-6644 today. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bomb. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi and good morning. We welcome you into another edition of Inside the Huddle, live from our ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF studios. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Jake will produce today. If you're watching today, um, he's here in spirit. There's the ball coach where he normally would sit, sitting <laughs> next to us here. Uh, but he is actually in New York uh, for the, all the Heisman Week festivities, and, and uh, we are trying to get hold of him. So uh, hopefully uh, he will be here. So uh, we'll just kind of wing it until we can possibly get him here. Um, he's always been involved with that. And Shane, let's start with that, with the finalists for the Heisman. Um, at least you have a non-quarterback there mm-hmm. who has zero chance to win it. But that said, this is one of my pet peeves, okay? If you look at the history of the award, it's been won by and large by a quarterback. I mean, there's been other guys who've won it. Certainly no defensive people. That's why Chase Young's got zero shot. What are your thoughts on the Heisman, given the fact it's so quarterback-heavy? Well, that's just the the way the game is today. You know, it's a, it's a numbers game, and it's hard for defensive guys to put up numbers. It, it, you know, in my opinion, it's going to be a running back or, or a quarterback that wins this thing every year. There's four finalists this year, right? They took four which is interesting to me because normally you only take three. Right. And it, and I don't know if it's just one of those deals where they feel like, well, we'll just throw Chase Young in there just to have a, a defensive guy uh, at the ceremony. I, well, I, I think along those lines, it also might be in, in deference to what a good year he's had. I mean, okay, you're not going to win it, young man, but we'll get you into New York, have mm-hmm. a good time, and at least we will recognize the fact that you were here because he has had a really, really good year. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about a couple of things here. There's a lot to talk about. Um, let's go into what the coaching changes have been here. Um, Missouri's got its guy. Arkansas has got its guy. And Ole Miss has its guy. Florida State has its guy. In your view, what's the best hire of the bunch? Gosh, it's it's hard to say at this time. Um, you know, I, I think Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is a really good hire for them. I think with his uh, history and being a coach in the SEC, uh, kind of how he likes to stir the pot on Twitter and and things like that. I think it's good for that school because I think Ole Miss. I think I saw Lane's press conference part of it. You know, when he was at Alabama, they only lost three games. 
two of them were at Ole Miss against Ole Miss. So mm-hmm. Ole Miss, you know, he's going to bring that energy and that type of offense that allows them to upset possibly some of the big boys in the West. I do like Mike Norvell at Florida State. I think his system will will translate pretty well with the athletes that Florida State usually gets. Now, how quickly can he get it going is the big question. Uh, the other thing is about uh, what do they call in, in Mississippi? Do they call it the school in the south? Is it, how do they how do they do that? It's just it's just state and Ole Miss. Okay, that's, so that's, they don't go to a school up north, nah, or south. Okay. Nah. With Kiffin's hiring, I mean he's a big name. The guy's got SEC experience, head coaching experience. Maybe Moorhead saved his job at least temporarily by winning the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, I, if, if there's got to be more pressure on him now because you've got all this name recognition. Now, Kippen's got to win, too. The, the name will only go so far, but I think this puts a lot of pressure on Joe Moorhead, too. I think so. Uh, you know, in the state of Mississippi, the, quote, money school is Ole Miss. Um, they expect a lot there. Now, they, they've cheated quite a bit here in, the, in recent history, uh, getting a lot of good players, but – I think he's going to bring something to that school that they haven't had in a while. I think uh, they'll give him time. Uh, and like you said, I think whatever staff he brings in, I think they will, you know, maybe not next year, but in the next couple of years, they'll beat somebody they're not supposed to beat. Yeah. And they got to play. It's, it's interesting because the Gators next year will play two first year head coaches at their schools. They'll play Ole Miss mm-hmm. and they're going to play him in Oxford. And then Norvell, and they're going to play him in Tallahassee. So that's all next year. We'll have the Missouri new guy, too. Yeah, he'll be here. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, all right, let's do uh, our <clears throat> play of the week now. Uh, it's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. You can put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. I think we all agree uh, the, the play that wowed us was uh, our guy Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was in the SEC championship game. You know, he scrambled around, avoided a bunch of guys in the backfield, got outside the pocket, and just threw a beautiful deep ball uh, to Jefferson, who then, you know, reversed field. And it was about a 70-something yard play. You know, a lot of people call it a Heisman moment, which it probably was, but he'd already locked up the Heisman earlier in the year. But that was by far the best play I saw all weekend. There, there is no chance – Burrow doesn't win the Heisman. Zero. And, you know, I think we talked to Coach yesterday. I think it was Coach that said that he's probably going to win by the largest margin ever. Yeah. And that says a lot because I think, you know, Jalen Hurts and Fields have put up some really good numbers. But yeah. they're – they pale. Yeah, it's – uh, I, I mean, somebody who loves to dive into the history of college football just – Watching him, I don't think anyone has ever had a season like Joe Burrow's having this year. Let's take a deeper dive into this, Shane, because I think a lot of people are writing Alabama off uh, in the future. I mean, I th- th- they did not play well defensively. That their recruiting class, though, for next year is still ranked number two, so it isn't like they're falling off the map, but. Is this is LSU a one-hit wonder here, or is this the beginning of where they make a run? Well, I don't think it's a one-hit wonder. I think a lot of it is determined by what kind of quarterback they insert into the lineup next year. I think we all can agree that LSU's had tremendous talent year in and year out. 
but it was always the quarterback position or just offense that was lacking. And then and here comes Joe Brady, they great, probably the best hire in the country this past year. And what he's done with that offense has been incredible. And then, you know, you put it all on the quarterback and Joe Burrow, and, and, and he can handle it. You know, I, I heard an analyst talk trying to compare him to Tom Brady, and the more I watch him, he does remind me of Tom Brady in the pocket. The difference is he can make mo- uh, plays with his legs where Tom Brady can't. So it'll be interesting to see when it's all said and done how he translates to a pro, but I think he's going to be a pretty darn good one. I do too. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is right now, if you had to tell me the SEC hierarchy, Shane, in other words, I think right now we would all say LSU is at the top of the league, mm-hmm. okay? Give me your top four, not of the playoff, but in the SEC right now. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking at programs saying with their, the arrow pointing up. Okay. Uh, I would say LSU. Um, I'm going to take them orange and blue glasses off, but I think it's Florida is one of them. And then you still got to you still got to keep Alabama in there, and I think you got to keep Georgia in there. You know, I think there's a lot of question marks after this game that Georgia played against LSU. They lost one of their best recruiters at one probably the best position group on their team. But I would say those four teams right now. Uh, with Auburn kind of on the outside looking in, we are we haven't even finished bowls yet, but it's always kind of. I, I think next year there are two coaches whose seats are warm, if not hot. That would be Moorhead at Mississippi State, and at some juncture, and and I think Derek Mason's a wonderful guy, and we all know how difficult it is to win there. Again, I, I go back to the job that James Franklin did, and everybody wants to say how down the East was, and that's true. The East was down. I don't care. He made Vanderbilt a significant winner in the SEC. But don't you think those are the two guys that next year better watch out? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, definitely. I mean, let's all be honest. You're probably not going to win the SEC East at Vanderbilt ever. But as you mentioned, James Franklin had him very competitive. He recruited pretty good players to Vanderbilt. So I, I think Vanderbilt needs to go out and get – some guy that that slings it all around the ballpark just to give them a chance and give their fans some excitement to come to the ballpark. Uh, But, yeah, I I agree with that. I think Joe Moorhead has a lot of pressure on him, and I think Jimbo Fisher is going to have some pressure on him as well. He was the next thing I was going to bring up. I don't think the seat for him is hot, but I think it's warm. And if you're paying him, what is it, $75 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. and he's basically doing what Kevin Sumlin did, you know, there, at some point, I think the fan base is going to say, beat somebody that, you know, beat an LSU, beat an Alabama. Because if, if, if they go, you know, seven and five again, and they don't really beat anybody of any consequence, how do you justify the money? Yeah, it's going to be tough, you know, and I think A&M, you know, they haven't been in the SEC very long, uh, but they have tons of money at that school. They have some top five facilities in the country, and they think they should compete for an SEC championship, which, you know, I think every fan base does. But I have a hard time. You know, I, I've always said, Steve, I think there's there's five teams in this conference year in and year out that will probably be competing for the championship, and it's Florida and Georgia in the East. LSU, Alabama, and Auburn in the West. 
I used to think Texas A&M can maybe move in there, make it six teams, but until they do something, I'm keeping them out. You mentioned facilities. And if people haven't had a chance to see mm-hmm. yet, there is a rendering of what Florida's is going to look like. Um, I have very mixed feelings when I see that, but I also understand, you know, the world we live in. You, you know, yesterday uh, when we're doing sports scene, a guy called up and he was definitely an old school guy, you know, about basketball. Well, we'll just sit him down, you know. Well, I mean, look, do you need a pool? I mean, do you need a pool at your facility? I, I don't know. Do you need a recording studio at your facility? I don't know. But if that's what's attracting recruits, that's what you have to do. Yeah, and I mean, we, we don't have some of the, the weird things that, you know, we don't have slides or anything like that like Clemson has because I've been in a bunch of these facilities and I can't wait to see this. I've been preaching it for years. <laughs> yeah. And I've had so many former players that saw that video that, I mean, we're jealous that we won't get to experience it. But the, 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 I, it's going to be a game changer. And what was cool about that video, Steve, is, listen, Scott Strickland's a smart cat. He, he's he's really good when it comes to this kind of stuff. Did mm-hmm. you notice when they went to the video about going in the locker room, they shut the door? Yes. I've seen bits and pieces of what the locker room is going to look like. I will be shocked if it's not the top locker room in the country. For a while. For Yeah, until somebody <laughs> sees ours and then yeah. and does some like other LSU's stuff. Like LSU's thing. Remember? Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be phenomenal, and um, it's something that, that we've needed around here for a long time, and I just wish – we can move in it after this bowl game. And it does say coming in December of 2021. Yeah, so they the plan is uh, two years from basically after the, the bowl game in two years, they will not go back into the south end zone. They will move straight into that facility. So if you haven't seen it, take a look at it. Uh, in case you're just tuning in and you are watching us, you see Coach Spurrier over there, but he's not really here. He is in New York, and we're trying to get hold of him uh, to be on with us. Um, hopefully, we will get him before we are done. Uh, we'll take a break now and come back inside the huddle. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. 
Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with our doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. If you're watching us, we thank you for doing that. Uh, the head ball coach, I hope, will join us. He is in New York, uh, part of the Heisman festivities, which he always goes to. You know, Heisman and Hall of Fame banquet, I think, as well. Yep. Yeah. The other the uh, college football hall. Of, yeah. yeah. You know, that's for all the things that I admire him for and respect him for. Um, I mean, he won the Heisman a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of guys who have done that. You know, maybe don't go back as often, but he goes all the time. He really seems to enjoy that. I think it says a lot about him because he really enjoys being around those fellow winners. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you'll see the ceremony Saturday night, and they bring all the Heisman uh, former winners up behind the stage there. And he's there every year. Danny's there every year. And it's good to see them. So, uh, you know, he he's a guy that he he loves being a part of a group being a part of a team, and he's part of that small, small fraternity, and he's going to be there every time he possibly can. Okay, uh, we're going to try to get Coach here, um, but um, we'll go ahead. we got to just make sure he's ready for question of the week and all that kind of stuff, but we'll do that. We're kind of doing this on the fly here, so let's bring in Coach Spurrier. He is live in New York. Steve, how's the weather there? Uh, hey, Steve. Hey, Shane. How we doing? Good. Yeah, I'm down here in the workout room at the uh, hotel uh, where we're having the uh, College Hall of Fame dinner tonight. So the weather here is 60 today. It's going to be 35, 38 tomorrow. So uh, we'll have one decent day of weather. Well, that's not bad. Are you ready for some questions for you, Coach? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Question of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis. And, Coach, we have a bunch of them here, so let's get to them. Uh, Josh in Sarasota says, in 1966, when did you find out you were in the running for the Heisman? Did you know before they called your name, or were you surprised? Uh, yeah, actually, during the season, uh, Norm Carlson, our, <clears throat> our sports information director, uh, he sort of said, you know what, you're in, in the hunt for the Heisman. And uh, he pretty much directed the campaign as far as getting uh, most all the Florida sports writers. Tom McEwen, I think, was very instrumental, uh, sports writer from Tampa who carried influence all over the country. 
So I think we hadn't had a SEC player since uh, Billy Cannon. So it was about six or seven years since a Southern boy had won the Heisman. So he kept telling me I was in the lead after after the Auburn game. He said, you're in the lead. And then we got clobbered by Georgia the next week. But uh, I guess I still maintained the lead. So uh, they called uh, during the day back then and asked me to go to the president's office. So I figured something was up. And uh, at the president's office, uh, Dr. J. Wayne Reichs is one, uh, the uh, president of the Downtown Athletic Club in New York City told me that I had won it. Wow. All right. Matt in Gainesville says, during your coaching career, you've appeared in the SEC championship game eight times. In those appearances, do you have a favorite memory? His was in 94 when Danny was injured. Eric Kresser came in and uh, for the play and threw the bomb. It totally caught the, caught the tide off guard. So he wants to know if you have a favorite memory of those. Well, that was, I think, actually, I think I, I was in seven of them. And uh, we won five. We lost, uh, actually, both of them to Alabama. But we beat Alabama three times also. So, uh, like always, you got to beat Alabama just about if you want to win the SEC. Oh, my favorite one. Oh, gosh. it. Uh, the closest one was the 94 game uh, where he was talking about uh, Crasher coming off the bench. We had a, a play where he sort of zinged it down the sideline. And uh, Danny limped off the field. So, Nothing was working there in the second half. We were, we were sort of going backwards. We we couldn't get anything going. So I said, "Heck, we got to try all these special plays that are on the play sheet here." So one of them was Crusher going in, Danny limping out. So we hit about a 25-30 yarder down the sideline to Ike Hilliard, and then uh, Danny hustled back in there. And then a, oh, a couple of plays later or so, we threw the double pass uh, to Chris Doring. We threw it backwards. He caught it relayed it down to Aubrey Hill, and he knocked him out of bounds on about the two-yard line. And uh, Danny threw Chris Doring a slant right after that to, to get us up, and then Judd Davis made the kick. So that, that might have been my favorite drive because <laughs> it won the SEC championship back in 94. Uh, Brianna in High Springs. Coach, what are your thoughts on going to an 18 playoff instead of four? Are you in favor of it? Yeah, I am in favor of it. Uh, I just really believe if you're a conference champ, you ought to be able to uh, play for all the marbles, play for the national championship. And uh, the group of five teams, uh, right now I think Memphis is the highest ranked. They should be in it. So, you know, bring one or two of those guys in. You still, you know, have Notre Dame. If they have a big year, they could be one of the eight. And uh, maybe one other spot for a team that just definitely is deserving. So uh, I think that would just be more fair to all concerned. Uh, and then somebody say, well, you might have an 8-4 and four team win the national championship. <laughs> well, I said, well, you know what? The NFL, they've had teams that went, uh, I think, 9-7, and seven, something like that, that won the Super Bowl. Uh, so it, uh, sometimes it doesn't matter how you get in the playoffs. It's a team that gets hot after that. And think, I think the Washington Nationals had a big losing record at midseason this year, and then all of a sudden they got hot and beat yep. everybody. And, you know, stuff happens sometimes once you get in the playoffs, and that's just the nature of sports. Uh, sometimes a team that's uh, the best all year may not win it. And uh, But I think this year, I, I mean, if Oklahoma <laughs> wins it, they, they're going to have to have two upsets because those top three teams are definitely the three best, I think, in college football right now. 
Paul in Ormond Beach says, Coach, you mentioned you're going to be in New York all week for the Heisman ceremony. How does the 2019 ceremony compare to, to your 66 Heisman <laughs> ceremony, especially all the events leading up to it? Yeah, the 66, uh, of course, they announced it when the player was already back at his hometown and in his college and so forth. So there wasn't the drama uh, of bringing three or four guys up and making the announcement. So we uh, we went up, and in fact, my mom and dad got a chance to go, wife Jerry, and uh, uh, fly up to New York City. Actually, uh, I think one of our Gator boosters loaned us one of those jet airplanes, took us up there. It was pretty nice. And uh, so, we, you know, they had a couple uh, things here, there, and the other, and then they had black tie dinner. Uh, Dr. Wright said a few words, and then they introduced me, and I got up and said a few words, and... Steve, I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm I'm the first guy to give it back to the university. I wish wow. I could take credit that it was my idea, uh, but Dick Stratton, who was a television personality uh -huh. out of Jacksonville, did the uh, Coach Ray Graves television show every Sunday. Uh, he said, Steve, why don't you give it back to the university? They'll probably make another one, and you can take one home, give one to the university. I said, that makes sense to me. So I'm up there receiving the award. And and then I asked Dr. Rice to come up, and he looked at me. He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he, he, he had no idea what was happening. And I sort of officially gave him the the uh, Heisman Trophy so people at the University of Florida could see it and uh, so forth, bring more honor and recognition to our school. So now they, they make two for everybody. But uh, Dr. Rice, he, he was surprised when I brought him up there. That's a great story. Uh, Reagan in Jacksonville says, can you tell us who you voted for to win the Heisman this year, or do you have to wait till after the ceremony? Oh, I can tell you I voted for Joe Burrow. Uh, he's going to win at landslide, we think. And uh, I, I'm not sure to take the, the other two. Maybe Tua, maybe Jalen, uh, maybe uh, Justin Fields. I can't even remember the last, the other two I voted for. I probably can't remember, but uh, the first one, uh, first one was Joe Burrow, and uh, I think everybody in the country believes he's the most deserving, and he's going to win it in a landslide when they announce it Saturday night. Brandon and Ocala, of of all the bowl games as a coach, what are your top three? Of all the bowl games that you coached in, coach, yep. Well, I've coached in 21 of them, yep. and uh, fortunately, uh, I'm 11 and 10, Steve. Wow. <laughs> I was way behind until we won four in a row at South Carolina. So maybe one of those uh, uh, could have been uh, one of my favorites. But no, definitely the favorite was, was the Sugar Bowl uh, with the rematch with FSU. That, that's by far the favorite. Uh, we didn't know we were getting a rematch for the national championship until the night before the game when Arizona State got beat by Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. So everything sort of turned right then. Uh, we had a chance to beat the only undefeated team in the nation. And all the rest of us that were top top five and so forth, we all had one loss. So it was for all the marbles and uh, Danny Warfel, uh, Ike Hilliard, our defense shut them out second half. It was just uh, one of the best uh, team performances I think I've ever had. You're a popular guy here, Coach. Got more for you. Bobby in Hollywood, uh, Florida. Now that we're headed to the Orange Bowl, uh, does Coach Mullen have the ability to use this as a recruiting tool in South Florida? Oh, certainly. Uh, certainly. Uh, all the bowl games help recruiting, I think, and especially in the state of Florida, in South Florida. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. This is only the uh, fourth Orange Bowl at the end of the regular season that we've ever been to. Uh, now, we won the national championship, uh, Tim Tebow and his guys, I think, in 08. 
but uh, just the Orange Bowl right after the season. This is just the uh, fourth one, I believe. And we've won all three of them. So I'm, I'm believing that Coach Mullen and the staff are going to make it uh, five, five for five when we uh, finish up down there. Yeah, but recruiting, oh, I tell you, we got to have a big year in the state with both Miami and FSU struggling and, and us heading in the right direction. Uh, this, this should be a really, really good year. Alex in Tampa says, I heard a rumor your son Steve was on the list for the head coaching position at USF. They decided on Jeff Scott. What program do you think Steve would be a good fit for? Oh, he uh, certainly would love to be a head coach. He's been an assistant for 20 years or so in college. Uh, Jeff Scott's a good uh, – he's a good candidate, though. I think that's a, is a good choice. Uh, he, he had a quick interview with him. He talked with him briefly. Uh, I don't know how serious it ever got, but uh, he was he – was, uh, on the phone, I think, with the athletic director some. But, uh, yeah, South Florida, uh, Jeff Scott, uh, he's been at Clemson, oh, gosh, I think 15 years or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's got a chance to do very well down there. Uh, kind of a related question to the one Bobby asked you. Jose and Homestead said um, about the Orange Bowl, it was your last game as a Gator player. Uh, what does the Orange Bowl mean to you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's my last game as a Gator player, last game as a Gator coach. Yeah. Uh, in 2001, we beat Maryland down there, and I stupidly thought it was time to go to the NFL. Uh, you know, back in those days, uh, it was sort of a coach 10 or 12 years, something like that, and then go coach in the NFL and then re- retire, resign, or whatever. Uh, people didn't think you're supposed to coach into your 60s. And lo and behold, I was coaching when I was 70. But uh, so anyway, my thought process wasn't good. But uh, the the last game down there, our, our guys really played well. Rex Grossman, uh, Taylor Jacobs, I think was the MVP. He caught three or four touchdowns. We scored 56 against Maryland. Uh, they came down as the ACC champ, and uh, our guys really really played well. So it was a it was a nice finish. Uh, it was my last game as a player down there. My last game as a coach. So uh, Orange Bowl's been pretty good to, to me and. Good to the Gators also. Last one for you here in the questions of the week, Coach. Adam in Orangeburg, uh, Coach uh, Dabo said you called him last year to congratulate him after tying your record of four back-to-back conference championship oh, wins. Uh, did you oh, call him again this year after his big win? Uh, I haven't called him yet on the five in a row. He's too big a favorite now. It is uh, <laughs> not that big a deal, I think, anymore. But uh, what was interesting, we were up up there. They Actually, the ACC uh, had me as one of their legend guys. Uh, they have a banquet the night before their ACC championship game in Charlotte. So I represented Duke University and received uh, some kind of legend award, something like that. It was very nice. But uh, Dabo was there with uh, – all his players won just about all the awards, you know, player of the year, defensive player of the year, and all this, that, and the other. So he was there, and they announced uh, that he was going for his fourth in a row last year and uh, would tie us at, at Florida, uh, winning uh, four in a row. And Mickey Andrews, the FSU coach, was there. And he said, wait a minute now, we won 14 in a row ACC championships. And, and the guy said, yeah, but they didn't have a championship game back then, so y'all just don't count. Something <laughs> like that. But that's how dominant FSU was uh, back 92 through 2000, uh, you know, four and five, whatever it was there. FSU actually won 14 in a row, I think, of those things. Um, Steve, I'm going to let you think about this. We'll do our last two segments here. We're going to do uh, our Team of the Week 
segment. I'll let you think about who your team of the week is. It's brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, team of the week. Well, my, my team of the week, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to LSU. I just thought they were very uh, – impressive we know we all thought they were going to win the game but they could have won that game by much more than it was so uh lsu is my team of the week mine is oregon only because i thought utah would really win i mean utah had a lot to play for maybe getting into the top four and they did not play well on oregon flat beat them so oregon's my team what's yours steve I got to go with LSU also. Let me tell you why. They have not had a downer all year. They're 13 and 0, and you keep thinking, well, they're going to have one of these games or they're just a little flat. It doesn't go their way, and somebody could slip up on them. Uh, but they have been ready to play. You got to give uh, Coach Argeron uh, credit for that, and the team, Joe Burr and all these guys. They, they've been ready to play every game. And uh, as far as the committee, I think they got it as right as they could have. Uh, who's number one? Hey, LSU played the most difficult schedule. Ohio State played the second most difficult. And then Clemson was third as far as schedules go. So Dabo, when he looks at the big picture, he probably understands why they did it. I know he likes to complain and sort of fire up his guys, no respect and all that. But I thought uh, the committee did it the way they pretty much had to do it. Everybody's 13-0. and Hey, who played the toughest schedule? Who, who beat the most uh, really good opponents? And then Oklahoma, they, of course, they're very fortunate to beat Baylor, which is doesn't look like a really great team, you know, good team, and you got to admire them for going as far as they did this year. But they had their third quarterback in there and almost beat Oklahoma. Uh, that defensive back for Oklahoma made that saving tackle uh, in the fourth quarter. Man, he he deserves a, a lot of hoorahs from the Oklahoma people, or else Baylor could have maybe beaten them uh, the other day. So. Uh, but, you know, one through four, uh, the team that's been number one has not won it yet. So this is the fifth year. So I don't know what that means, but uh, I guess we'll find out in about a month. And uh, our final one, Coach, I'll let you think about a little bit. Our, a little bit. Our Coach of the Week brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Shane, your Coach of the Week. My Coach of the Week is Matt Rule at, at Baylor. Even though they lost the championship game in the Big 12, uh, they took OU to overtime playing their third-string quarterback. And I just thought his team played extremely hard. You know, they were down early in the game, came back, took the lead. But uh, I think he's done a tremendous job at Baylor all year. Mine's, mine's Lane Kiffin because, A, he did a really nice job at FAU, you know, got him into the championship game again, and obviously getting back into the SEC, that's, there's a all big buzz in Oxford about him coming there. So I'll give it to Lane Kiffin. Coach, your coach of the week. Well, I'll go back to Argeron. Uh, coach O, you know, he doesn't really call the offense or call the defense, but he's in charge of making sure everybody's ready to play. So that's uh, – that's the kind of head coach a lot of them do it that way. And you can do it that way. You don't have to be the play caller the way I did it, and a lot of guys do it. Uh, you can be the you know, the team uh, rah-rah guy or make sure everybody's ready. And let's uh, make sure nobody's complacent and uh, getting out of line or anything like that. So I admire the way that LSU team has played, and it's a direct reflection on Coach O. Um, Coach, i got a question for you, and the, the early signing period is going to take place next week. Um, it, there's been some talk about whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. Do you have a thought on that? <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea for all the teams that uh, like are in the championship game last week. Uh, that's one week. Uh, they're behind in recruiting a little bit. And then uh, the teams that have bowl games and uh, all this coming up, uh, they're a little bit behind. 
And you know, to me, there was always plenty of time that uh, after the bowl game, a whole month of January and a week into February, you got five weeks there. Uh, these guys, I, I don't know, I just sort of felt like they, they sort of know where they're going all along. And if you move the recruiting up, they're just making coaches stay overtime, work overtime uh, when they should be concentrating on their team. Uh, I didn't even like to have visits during the season. I I, I like to get all of our official visits uh, right at the end of the season where you can spend time with your players. Uh, During the season, your mind's on your opponent that week and then uh, the one coming up the next week. But that's just the way I looked at it. A lot of of coaches sort of like that early signing period. But it seems like most of them that like it are guys that are not in the championship games and maybe not even are in a bowl game. We'll take a break, come back. We'll keep Coach for one more segment. He is live in New York as he's uh, there for the Heisman ceremonies. We will continue inside the huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Viapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, U.S. 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. All right, Coach is back with us now. Coach? Okay. Okay. 
Um, Shane's got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, Coach, I had someone text me uh, with re- recruiting going on right now. When the Gators go down, you know, they'll, they'll be down in Miami, what, probably seven or eight days practicing. If they're recruiting anybody in South Florida, are those players allowed to come watch practice down there? You know, Shane, they I'm not 100% sure, but they may be allowed to come on their own and watch, but you can't go talk to them. One of those deals, I remember we were in Tampa in a bowl game, and uh, there was a prospect or so over there on the sideline watching, but we were not supposed to go talk to him, it seems like. So uh, I'm not sure, 100% sure of the rule, but I'm pretty sure we cannot, certainly can't get them tickets to the game right? and uh, maybe cannot talk to them. I'm not sure. Okay. Also, kind of sticking with recruiting, uh, they released the video of the new football, the Bill Heavener football facility that's going to be – starting here once baseball season's over. Did you get to see that video? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen some drawings, and, yeah, it'll be state-of-the-art. Yeah, we're going to catch up with uh, Clemson and those uh, schools, South Carolina. They've got a state-of-the-art, first-class building, and uh, that's what you have to have. And uh, this this should really help us in recruiting and help get us, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the nation. Steve, I- I've often wondered uh, what a coach – how a coach comes to a decision when he leaves a program, like let's use Coach Norvell, okay? He's left Memphis, he's hired at Florida State. Well, I'm sure Florida State wants to get him started on recruiting right away, but he feels a loyalty to the kids he coached at Memphis. Uh, any thoughts on, on that process that coaches have to go through to do that? Well, I just tell you, historically, a lot of them, if they want to stay with their team coach the bowl game, they do both. They they coach your team. They go recruit for the other, which is uh, hard to do. I remember when Mark Rick uh, left FSU to go to Georgia, and they were playing for the national championship. So he was sort of half and half. And uh, in fact, I think Oklahoma beat them thirteen to two. They didn't have much offense that night in the Orange Bowl. That was a long time ago, nineteen. Uh, uh, I mean, two thousand, right around two thousand, two thousand one, something like that. But, uh, yeah, the coach just sort of, he tries to juggle both, I think. So Mike Norvell, he'll be recruiting for FSU, making calls, and if he wants to stay with his team, or they may let uh, either the new uh, interim coach, usually they appoint an assistant that becomes the interim guy, and he'll coach the team through the bowl game. I think that's what they've done at uh, Florida Atlantic, and a lot of schools do that. So, and then the head coach will just sort of watch his team play in the bowl game, and, and then he'll start taking over uh, soon, as soon as that game's over. By the way, Coach, I didn't know if you, if you knew this or not, but uh, you're actually here in the studio with us because uh, your guy, Freddie, has a, a cardboard cutout of you. So you're actually sitting in your chair here, Steve. So you may be in New York, but you're also here with us. I wanted you to know that. <laughs> Okay. It's looking good here, Coach. You're looking great. Um, okay, good. Final question for you. Um, you. Look, I know how you feel about it. When you go play a football game, you, the, the job is to go win it. I don't care what game you're in. But how important do you think it is? Like, Let's just take Texas A&M, okay? They've not had a great regular season. They're playing Oklahoma State in the bowl game. How important is it to win a bowl game for momentum and things like that for a team like an A&M? Yeah, I think it's important to uh, always try to win your bowl game and then move on. It's the last game of the year. You don't play again until about, what, seven months later, seven or eight, something like that. So you got the whole offseason to either be happy or sort of be sad about the last game you got beat. So uh, 
Yeah, it's important. I remember in, I think it was 2009, about 10 years ago, we played uh, UConn, which was a pretty good team in 2009, in that Birmingham Bowl. And you talk about a cold day. For some reason, we caught a cold day, and they beat us about 20 to 7, something like that. We were pretty sorry. And Stephon Gilmore had committed to us, who's the best defensive back in the NFL right now, people say. And uh, he was going to register in January. So he was going to register about four or five days after that game. So we were so pitiful. And, man, I hope, I hope Stefan has not changed his mind. So sure enough, like on a Monday morning or something, uh, when he was supposed to show up, there he was. His mom had driven him uh, down from, uh, I think, Fort Mill, right below uh, Charlotte there. And uh, he, uh, he registered with us. And, uh, of course, all three years he played there, we had uh, pretty big years. And uh, it's in the top ten, I think, two out of three in one Eastern Division. So you hope you don't lose guys when you have a sorry bowl game. And then when you win one, you hope you might can pick up a guy or two. Um, I'm gonna, we'll let you go here, Steve. But for folks who are listening and may not know, uh, tell us what you'll be doing here over the next few days in terms of your schedule up there in New York. Well, tonight's the College Hall of Fame event. I, I think I've been coming to this almost uh, almost every year since they put me in way back in 86. And then the Heisman is this weekend. Uh, so we got a few events uh, during the week, nothing too much. And uh, my wife, Jerry, she loves to just walk the streets. So she's out there on the streets right now because it is a pretty day today. And uh, I'm, I'm in this little fitness room getting ready to ride the bike for about 20 minutes or so. So... Uh, and then the Heisman, of course, uh, Saturday night on national TV, pe- people can tune in and see Joe Burrow uh, win by a landslide. I don't, I haven't talked to anybody that even suggests anybody else has a chance to win it this year. And he is so deserving. That guy's had a, a super year and big reason. He, he's got to be the biggest reason. Uh, LSU's 13-0. and 0. And their coaches have done super also. Coach, uh, last question for me. What, what grandkid got to come uh, on the trip this year? Yeah, my daughter Emmeline's coming. Oh, okay. Emmeline's never been on her own. Uh, Jerry has uh, is, is sort of passed our grandkids one at a time, get to come to New York and uh, go up the Empire State Building. We'll take the subway down, look at the Statue of Liberty. We have our yearly uh, little travels uh, for the grandkids uh, for their first experience in New York. Emmeline is a freshman there at Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's on the cheerleading squad, and uh, she's coming up uh, for the weekend. That's great. Steve, have a lot of fun right. up there. Appreciate you being here with us. Thank you. Okay. See you. See you okay. back in games. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Steve Spurrier joining us here. Always a pleasure to have him. We'll take a break, come back. We'll continue. Shane's going to do a Chalk Talk segment coming up inside the huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. 
Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Well, you know, if you can't have Coach Spurrier doing the chalk talk, you got the next best thing here is the Gator QB is going to take over today. And he's going to do the chalk talk, and he's going to give you a play that he's used many times. So, Shaner, you got it. Yeah, this is a play that uh, I called 17 times in my high school coaching career. 15 touchdowns, Steve. Uh, the other two, wow. two of them was uh, we had a drop for a touchdown, and the other one was an interception because I ran it twice in the game because we were way behind. Uh, but it's it's uh, you got a receiver. It's basically a three-wide receiver set. You can have a tight end or a back sitting right here with your tailback by the quarterback. You fake the jet motion coming behind. The quarterback spins like he's handing the jet sweep off, but then he comes around. The tailback takes a counter step like he's leading on the jet sweep. He comes back under. He has protection here. So the quarterback fakes the jet, then fakes the counter play. This receiver runs about a 15-yard over route. The, this receiver, whoever, we had our best receiver there every, every time I ran it. He took about a six-yard split to kind of condense the formation like you see LSU and the Saints use a lot. And he ran a deep touchdown post. And this back or tight end was another uh, extra protection. So we had a seven-man protection. But the great thing about this play, Steve, is when you see jet sweep motion, it messes with the eyes of the defense. So whether they rotate the safeties, whatever they do, everybody's eyes are on the jet sweep, okay? Then the eyes, the linebackers are reading that guy. 
So he takes a counter step, comes back this way. Well, then you got a crossing route and a deep post. So like I said, I ran this 17 times in about seven years, 15 touchdowns, one drop for a touchdown, the other one was the interception. Uh, it's a great play. I've never seen it run at the collegiate level. Uh, I would love to see it. I drew it up for Coach Spurrier a couple weeks ago, and he really liked it. So maybe we can get Dan Mullen to run this joker. Now, of those times you completed it, was it to the post guy? Right here. Yeah, exactly. So okay. 15 out of 17 times, 15 touchdowns, one drop for a touchdown, and then we were getting clobbered in a – the second-round playoff game, and we tried it again. It didn't work, <laughs> and it was interception. Still, that's pretty darn good. All right, that's our Chalk Talk segment. We'll take a break, wrap it up today on Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest-rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally-owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Last couple of minutes here. First of all, thanks to Coach Spurrier for joining us from New York. Now he can get his exercise in and he'll be all set, but he'll have a lot of fun. He always does up there. Uh, Some quick SEC news. Uh, Shane, I'll throw these at you rapid fire. Lynn Bowden from Kentucky going to the draft. Awesome. I think he's the uh, best player in the SEC. Jake Bentley transferring to Utah. Uh, It's an interesting place, but I can see him going out there and having some success. And then Mike Bobo, the longtime uh, Georgia assistant who played with Will Muschamp at Georgia, was at Colorado State as the head coach. They mutually agreed to part ways. Now hired as the offensive coordinator for Will Muschamp. Do you like the hire? I do. Uh, Being a former quarterback in this league, Colin plays in the SEC. Uh, He's got a great relationship with Will, having played together. I think it will help Will if Will will just I – mean, now, he's not exotic offensively at all, but I think if he will just trust Bobo, I think it could help South Carolina. See, that's – you just kind of hit on it. That's the only thing I think a South Carolina fan is going to go, hmm, because Bobo got some criticism when he was at Georgia for, you know, pretty conservative play calling. Now, was that Mark Richt, you know, with his style? Because, you know, that style of offense wasn't – you know, throw it all around either. So, But we'll see, and certainly familiarity with him. Um, don't forget, at noon today, Shane and I back uh, for Sports Scene. We're going to talk, uh, get some information about Virginia for you. We're going to talk Gator football recruiting since National Signing Day is next week. Much more to come. That's at noon. In the meantime, thanks to Jake for producing our Inside the Huddle today. For the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier and Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Thank all of you for watching and listening. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's intercepted by Florida. Touchdown! Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Picked up by the Gators at the 35. Touchdown! Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing.